Hi, welcome to By Design, where we offer encouragement for you in your home and your soul. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And thank you so much for tuning in today to listen to us. We're really glad that you're here. And we wanted to just throw our website out there. It's bydesignpodcast.com. Um, head over there. We have like links to the things we talk about. and All the show notes, pictures, makes it fun. And today you're yeah. for sure going to want to go there. Because this is a really fun episode. Um, you've heard me talking about Pursuit this last few weeks, getting ready for this event at my house. And it was beautiful. God just was amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. anyways, so today's episode is actually our night at Pursuit. My amazing husband recorded it all. And you guys get to like be there. So even if you couldn't make it, you get to hear it all. And the bonus is instead of like the design chat we do at the end sometimes... He actually is able to include some of the worship we did, and it's so beautiful. Mm. So that's what will play you out today. Mm-hmm. So, but make sure you listen all the way to the end because you're not going to want to miss that. It was awesome. Well, <laughs> I also get to experience pursuit through the pictures. I haven't seen them all yet, so I'm excited because I was camping. Okay, hey man, I was not. You're on vacation. It's I was good. on vacation, and I was supposed to come back for the event, and I was wanting to. Um, but Lindsay, I called you and I said, or no. boxed you and I said, girl, be all there with your family. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do all the things because we know how that is. Right. And I was just coming off a week of crazy doing all the things. I, I have a problem <laughs> over, <laughs> don't we all overdoing the things. And then sometimes my friends like slap my hands back do you off know what's the funny? things I hold on to and like will not let go of. I, I take it to the extreme. Oh, my I job. totally hear you. It's okay. Yeah. Listen, that's why we have friends to help us, right? Like that's why I need you to tell me and that's how it works. Right. So this mm-hmm. is so cute. I, I ran into a beautiful woman at um, Aldi when I was doing my grocery shopping like two <laughs> days before Pursuit. And this woman serves faithfully. She's mm-hmm. gifted. She's just, she pours out herself all the time. So I was like, hey, can you come? And she's like, oh, I got so much to do. And I was like, I know, but like an hour and a half, it's at my house. It's a time for you to get poured into because you're always pouring out. And it was so cute. She said to me, she's like, Lindsay, I have so much pouring out to do. Mm. And I just kind of like giggled, but I was like, isn't that the truth? We have so, so much on our plate. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to Pursuit and uh, just enjoy it. Right. And maybe it will encourage other people in their areas to do something like this. I think that, you know, sometimes a church is so structured and it's a beautiful thing the way yeah. that, you know, um, our pastors work for us and preach and have these wonderful messages that God uses in our lives. But sometimes you just need to have kind of like a um, laid back atmosphere with yeah. your people where you just worship. You ne- We never do that. I like know. really taking the things of God and talk about it. Right. Yeah, no, uh, it was, it was really great. Like as a, th- as the whole body of women here. Seriously. And like the weather, it was supposed to be storming and mm. it just cleared and it was just beautiful. I just am so, it was such a magical night. So I'm, if you were there, share the episode. It'd be so cool if all the ladies that mm-hmm. were there were able to share it and, you know, pass on their spark that we talked about at Pursuit. So it'd oh. be so cool. Yeah. So Enjoy. Welcome. Hi, guys. This is so great. 
I'm so glad you're here. And can I just say, I'm so thankful the rain held off. Like I, we were praying, we were, my, my family's here. We've all been just praying that God would bless this and he has. So we're just really thankful, but it is pretty humid and mama's pretty much a sweaty mess up here. So we're going to measure how big my hair gets. Okay. It's actually, impressive. you know what? Have, has anybody else watched friends? Okay. Exactly. That's, I know. So I kind of feel it. like Monica tonight. Like, so just sorry about that. I'm actually not sorry about it at all. Um, anyways, uh, we're just so excited to have you here. Kurt and I moved into this house uh, just last fall. So we had this big backyard. And we were like, we would just love to be able to use it and give it back. So this is our first like event here. So we're just really excited that it's you guys because you all are pretty cute. Um, so if any of you guys have questions throughout the night for anything, find one of the lovely gals or guys with a lanyard and they can point you in the right direction wherever you need to go. So, um, let's just pray and start our night. <sighs> Heavenly father, we just thank you so much for keeping the rain away and helping us have all this get put together. I thank you for, uh, the people around that have just poured into this and been praying and Lord, I thank you for every woman here today. I thank you for, um, the women that have come right from work and the women that have just, you know, had to get the kids ready and run out the door. And I just pray that we'd be able to lay down whatever is at home or wherever it is somewhere else. I pray that we'd be able to lay it aside and be totally present here, God, and just be open to what you have for us tonight. I pray that you would be with the women here that are hurting. God, there's so many women among us that we know or that we're friends with that are struggling with cancer or depression or financial or all these other struggles, God. And I just pray right now that you would just be the God of peace and that you would just strengthen and just be with us, God. You've told us that you've gone before us and you've hemmed us in behind and before. And we are believing that you are creating all things for our good and for your glory. We just thank you for tonight. I pray that you would just give us the words to say, Lord, and that you would just be with us for the rest of the evening. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so this is our third pursuit, which we are pretty excited about. Um, I have been loving the time to connect with each other, all of you guys and just having some intentional time to like just be real before God and with really no agenda. Um, that being said, we're really excited. We've been going through the book of Psalms at our, at our home church here at Calvary. It's called, we've been calling it God Songs. And we're excited to join with Calvary's worship team in September. And we're going to have like a joint men, women uh, worship night. And we're going to join them as pursuit. Uh, and it will be September 14th. So take your phones out right now. <laughs> and put it in your calendar, September 14th at Calvary. And uh, it's going to be, so it's for your husbands or your boyfriends or your friends. It's open to everybody. So we're just really excited to have a t- night just of worship. So be on the lookout for more info coming your way soon. So I'm Lindsay Felsman. For those of you who don't know whose house you're at, this is my house, I'm Lindsay Felsman. I'm married to Kurt, that handsome man back there. Wave Kurt, baby. There. <laughs> Um, and we have three kids. Sorry. No, he's, I think he's cute. Um, I'd also like to introduce you to my sweet friends here. So maybe you guys can just say a quick little hello, your name, a little bit about you so we can get to know you a little bit. I hope this thing's on. Is this okay? Is this my, is this a hot on? mic? Well, we were trying to figure it out. It was. It wasn't. And then I turned it on. Okay. I am Kelly Lackey. My husband's, um, youth pastor at Calvary and I, um, call myself the reluctant pastor's wife. With me. Sorry, yes. I've myself yes. in there with yes. you. It's a humbling, humbling job. Um, 
yeah. So I have five kids and run around like a crazy person. So, well, thank you for coming yes. and showing up. Finally, <laughs> she was a little bit late. I was in the parking so. lot over there talking to people, and she was texting me like, "Where the heck are you?" <laughs> Socializing. That was, those were the words I used. So don't worry. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> okay, Julia. Hi, I'm Julia Brummel, uh, and uh, I um, just finished my first year teaching over in a school on the east side of Gary. It's at Edison. It's a junior, senior high school. I'm a music teacher there, um, and I came to Calvary back in October and have been coming here since, and have really enjoyed just getting plugged in and getting to know the people here. Um, I play on the worship team and also involved in helping out with youth and things like that, and this church has just been a huge blessing to me in my heart and has ministered to me. Um, in a lot of different ways. Thank you for coming and saying yes to this. Diane. And I'm Diane Buchelt. Um, I have one husband, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Just do one. Uh, I have three kids. I have a son and two daughters. My son is here. You guys might know some, him, Brian Buchelt. My two daughters live up in Minnesota. Um, I have a son-in-law and a granddaughter, Meg. And I'm soon to get another daughter, Amy, and two precious babies. Well, they're not babies, but I call them babies. Ben and June's in this uh, in November. So we're excited about having our family grow, and I'm excited about being here. We've been here uh, at Calvary about three years, and love what God's doing here. Oh, well, thank you for saying yes. Also, I kind of ambushed all y'all. So I, I don't actually think I said yes. <laughs> I think she just told me what to do, and for some, and if anybody knows me, I don't usually listen to people. But she's she kind listens of scary. to me. <laughs> anyway, so okay, one thing I'm very happily transparent about, besides my bossiness, is um, the fact that I struggle to keep all the plates in the air. I think all of us as women, you know, we're we're doing all the things, right? We're work and mom and friend and sister and you know, wife. And then there's all the shopping and the bills and it just, there's a lot for our lives. And so that busyness can sometimes squelch other things. And I feel like for me, I know the first thing to go is being in God's word or um, intentional conversations with people that I know are going to hold me accountable um, or just worship. You know, like I just know those are the first things that I will push out of my life to make room for all the other things and that's not necessarily right so does anybody else relate with that okay so I we have had just a time getting ready for this even like we've had a skunk show up we have had like thankfully the skunk is gone you guys can relax for tonight um but it's just been it's been you know a lot of obstacles that have just been thrown at us so you know how do we pursue God when life is busy or hard even through it all, even if we don't want to be bothered with God, he's still there pursuing us like a perfect gentleman. So what do we do with that? And are we aware of that? And we need to be. So that being said, Diane, can I ask you, how, how do you pursue God in the everyday? I think one of the biggest things is just being aware that he's around, um, I was an at-home mom until the, my last one graduated from high school, so my life looked different then. Um, you know, I had all the stages of the kids, you know, being from the babies to high school students, and now I'm working full-time. And I would have thought, now that my kids are older, I would have a lot more time. That's not always true, you know. 
with uh, working full time. So sorry. We need some hope, Diane. Need- <laughs> well, I have more time. I you know, I don't have anyone knocking on the door when I go to the restroom, and you know I can take a shower by myself, and you know those kind of things. But uh, I think. Like most people, your time gets filled. No matter how much you have, it's kind of like my closet or my purse or my suitcase. No matter how much room I have, my philosophy is, you know, fill it. (laughs) And that's the same with time. But I think to begin with, it's just the fact that he, his expectation is he wants me to be with him. It's not out of, you know, out of, uh, you know, Diane, you better do this or... It's out of a love relationship, and that's that's where the basis starts for me. Now, that's something I've had to grow to believe. You know, I've known it always, but to believe it in my heart, I've had to grow, in, grow into that. But um, I love the fact that I'm watching for him in so many ways. I try to – I don't have, like, hours in the day that I could just spend in his word, but yet I try to make sure I have um, – different books, whether it be the Bible, whether it be devotionals, all around wherever I am, whether it's at my desk, whether it's at in my bathroom, whether it's in my kitchen, so that I can often just grab a bite here and there and then uh, set aside time to spend more time with him. But that's, that's, you know, getting those bites throughout the day has made a big difference for me in, in this season of my life. Okay. So, Kel, how do you... Like I know, sometimes I know it's like I like that you said that we take bites, you know, to nourish our souls. You know, like, like it makes sense. But what if you're struggling with feeling that God's really there, hearing you? Like you know, when those moments, so those dark nights of the soul, where you're just questioning, like whether God, do you even hear my prayers? Do you even really care? You know, and then how do you choose to pursue Him, even though? Um, I think for me, um, pursuing him in the hard times, which is, I'm actually like still in a hard time right now. I'm still, my dad passed away on Easter and it's just been ugly. And I've like said mean things to God about like why he allows these things, like things happened in my childhood and things like he was to me as a father and that I just needed to completely erase, um, what like your earthly father is not like your heavenly father. I had to take that out of my mind. Um, so in that pursuit of believing he's good, the, the song that Sydney sang on Sunday was like, I have been claiming that song for months now. Like I believe that he's good. And so, um, but it's, you can't always like, I believe it, but I don't always believe it <laughs> you know um it reminds me of that man in mark where it says like lord i believe but help my unbelief yes <laughs> like yeah um so i was just sitting this morning as the rain was just like pounding down and thinking oh my gosh lindy's probably having a heart attack right now but um i was surprisingly calm <laughs> so i was praying for you thank as, you as the rain was far <laughs> but um God's like I was thinking about the soil and how it's been so dry and how when the rain just when you're not prepared for when the rain's going to come pouring down like damage happens right Mm -hmm. like it's crazy like people can get hurt and you know flash floods and all that stuff but when you're ready when we're ready and when we've been like trusting his pursuit of us and when we've been pursuing him and in his word and um, being around other people that are pursuing him and that will tell you truths. Um, your ground, the soil is is 
fertile and it's like ready to be soaked up all that goodness. And so, um, I just like him pursuing me is this, those moments of him giving me that thing. Like right now I'm hard and it's okay. Like he's still going to be good. And do I read my Bible? Yeah. Sometimes I just sit there and stare at it. I got nothing, you know, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like he's big enough to handle that, the hard things. And so that's awesome. So it's funny when, I, when we were talking about that, like the soil being rich and, but God still is like pursuing us. Like I think of that when, you know, we, we all want to be pursued, right? We all want to feel special and treasured and loved in some capacity. And um, it's funny, like some of us chase other things to try to satisfy that need to feel that acceptance or that love from somebody. And really God's the only one that will satisfy. I've had to learn that the hard way, sadly, but um, I just haven't really sat back and thought about that. The, the fact that God pursues me, he chooses me, he chooses you, he pursues you right where you are and your mess and all, like warts and all. Like, and that's hard to get your mind around when you don't feel enough. You know, there was a time, um, I guess I was probably in my uh, early 30s and... Um, you know, I was always taught, you know, be in the word daily, and which, I mean, that's a good thing. I'm not, but, um, you know, had my journal out, doing uh, Bible study, involved in Bible studies with other women. And I got to the, the point where I was just like, Lord, do I just have to jump through hoops to get your love and to get your hug? And it was just a time where I just thought, God, I just want you to love me who I am. Just love me sitting here. And I didn't, you know, it's one of those, you know, he does, but do I know he does? Do I believe it here? And I needed to just, for whatever season, for whatever reason, I just needed to put my Bible away and just say, God, I just need you to love me. And another word would have been pursue me. And I just, I want to know that I'm not jumping through hoops just to get your hug. I just need that. And um, it it was really neat how God just came through and continued to pursue me. And again, he was big enough to handle it. It didn't hurt his feelings and go, or he didn't say, well, if you're not going to pursue me, Diane, then I am not going to pursue you. And he continued to love me. And what was really neat about two and a half months into this uh, time in this season for me and my spiritual journey, uh, God had me sit under the teaching of Anne Graham Lotz. And if you ever listen to Ann Graham Lotz, one of my very favorites, it's Billy Graham's daughter, incredible Bible teacher who loves the word. And sitting in this conference for two days, I just saw this love for the word that had nothing to do with having to jump through hoops, but everything to do with the fact that she wanted to know who God was. And she wanted to have a relationship with Christ, not because she had to, but she just wanted it. And it caused me to fall in love with the word in a proper perspective, not because I had to, not because that's the way I got love, not because I had to pursue God, but because he was pursuing me and wanted to talk to me through it. And it, and it maybe didn't look any different afterwards, but it looked different in my heart and in my mind. And that's what I needed to go through. That's great. Julia, have you, you, I love your story. You have a really awesome story talking about how um, just running to other things to fill you that wasn't satisfying, right? And could you share some of that with us? Yeah. 
Okay. So I grew up in a pastor's home, um, and there, I'm the middle child of five, and I love growing up in pastor's home. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was always part of small churches, um, and my dad was a church planter, so we'd go from church to church, things like that. Very loving parents, very loving family, and so we talk about this idea of of love, um, and I mean, I got saved when I was five, got baptized when I was eight, uh, just the stereotypical, you know, Christian girl. Um, but the interesting thing is as I grew up, I really, really struggled with this idea of love and feeling loved. Um, I mean, part of it was when I was um, a child, I was around six years old, I was sexually abused and I didn't tell anyone about it. Didn't tell my parents about it. Um, and really just pretended like it didn't happen because what six year old really understands what's going on completely. Um, and so I just kind of tucked that away. But what I didn't realize, and you know, growing up, I heard about bitterness and I heard about um, things like that and how to deal with bitterness and anger in your heart towards God. I'm like, mm, I'm not struggling with that at all. But realizing that it was manifesting itself in very different ways. Um, and so because of how insecure I felt when um, I was trying to deal with more so not deal with and stuff the feelings from what happened when I was younger um and then because of my curiosity um getting into just looking at things online that I should not have been and just living this double life um and then really struggling with um fulfilling myself in um like sexual ways that were not of the Lord. Um, basically I was sexually active without actually being with a guy and I would run to that, um, to the point where, um, my, my idea of what love and fulfillment, um, was so, um, skewed that in high school I started struggling with like homosexuality feelings. Um, and I'm like, okay, God, where is this coming from? I grew up in a home where my parents loved me, my dad and my mom have an awesome relationship with each other. I've literally never even heard them yell. Um, and I have loving siblings. I have a loving church family. And yet I'm struggling with all these things. Um, and yet still hiding it because I had to keep up the perfect girl facade um, and not feeling like I could talk to anyone about it. Um, and so on the outside looking like I had it all together, but on the inside, just slowly dying. My soul was just slowly dying um, and trying to find love and satisfaction everywhere else. But the cool thing is um, that throughout all of that, God really was pursuing my heart because if he was not, then I wouldn't be here today because um, God doesn't leave us alone in the midst of it. And even though I was in the midst of it um, and really struggling deeply with it, I couldn't see God pursuing me. And I think that's a hard time is when we're in the midst of a trial or when we're in the midst of something really difficult, we can't always see how the Lord is working and we don't see um, the evidence of it. Uh, but I think it's important for us just to stop and take a step back and ask God to reveal himself. And if he, even if he does, just believe in the truth rather than in the feelings. And for me, it was all about the feelings. I felt this way, so therefore it was. And that's not how God works. Um, he doesn't work based off of feelings. Uh, so came to my freshman year of college um, and I was just exhausted of living basically this double lifestyle of finding fulfillment and satisfaction in my secrets um, and in my secret life that nobody knew about. And uh, I decided, I'm like, okay, God, I'm done with this. I, I can't live like this anymore. And um, I told my roommate in college, 
everything. And it was like, for the first time, I could breathe. Uh, and um, I said this before, and this is like one of my favorite things, is that there's so much power taken away from Satan when you bring darkness to light. Um, and I think that's really important for us as women um, we automatically, I mean, from the Garden of Eden, we like to hide things. I mean, what was their first reaction when they sinned? They hid. Um, and so we like to hide. And so when we're struggling with something, um, doesn't matter what it is, we want to stuff it. And um, we don't necessarily want to show people what our true self is or where our heart really is at. Um, and that's not smart. That's not how the Lord would like us to deal with things. And so for me, pursuing God um, through that uh, looked like, I said, believing the truth rather than the feelings and looking to the word. Um, and I'm so thankful for the biblical um, foundation that I had growing up because I was able to look back at the truth every single time. And it's not been an easy road. I mean, there's still days where I still struggle with a lot of different things, but by God's grace, I am where I am because of him. And you have to continually just know that, hey, I'm not alone in this um, and that he really does love me. I think... Um, one of the biggest things, and I brought it, that really helped me is I realized like one of the roots of why I struggled so much um, with um, a lot of different flesh bends, whether it was looking at the pornography or whether it was trying to find fulfillment in friendships or whether it was my lust or whatever the case may be, um, is it all came from the lack of me feeling God's love. Um, and even though I knew God loved me. I didn't know God loved me. So I went through the Bible and in this journal, I wrote down every single verse I could find on love. And I have many verses. Did you find? What? There would have been a lot. You there's, should feel that. Yes. There's lots and lots of verses in here. And then after that, I went on to strength because I'm like, okay, guys, I can't get through any of this without your strength. Um, but just being able to personalize that. And I'd really encourage you that if you're struggling with something specific that's a really good practical way be like okay find these verses and write them out and meditate on them and let them just like fill your soul with the truth because we're in the world 24 hours a day and how much are you actually in the truth and that's what gets me all the time is like all right well you're believing the lies because you filled your head with the worldly lies all day and you've literally spent five minutes with me today so what do you expect um so yeah it's a battle but the lord is on your side and he wants to see you succeed and he's fighting for you. Um, you just have to stop long enough to, to be on his side with him and be like, Hey God, I can't do this on my own by your grace. You know, I can do this and your grace is sufficient. That's a good word. That's a really good word. You know, I think so many times we're, we're all guilty of that in some capacity, right? There's something that we run to first, you know, that when we struggle or we feel hurt or there's something we do first. And a lot of that is our thought life. Like that's something that I've had to really grow in, like is having um, my thoughts being pure and, you know, and taking those thoughts captive. And like when I've struggled with um, like with whether it be depression and just not feeling like I'm worthy, like I've really struggled with accepting the fact that God could love me just the way I am. Because in my mind, I know what a dirty, rotten, sinful person I am. Like, I know how nasty I can be. And I just feel like, and then, then I also feel like, well, I don't want to boast in that because then I'm being proud, right? So then I have this like, 
it just, you know, it can, and when you start thinking that way, it becomes toxic, right? And then you just spiral from there. And so replacing those lies with truth, that has been major in my life. You preach it, girl. <laughs> okay. So since I keep hearing truth, it just has to come out. This Amen. Is one of the things that uh, probably um, within the last 15 years that I've seen God do in my life, that is just truth. Truth, truth, truth. How many of you guys are creative thinkers? Are you guys creative? Can you make up stories in your mind? Yeah. I am. Do like, you mean like we have to like see picture, like hear creative words to like no, see like, it in our minds? Like you're sitting at the airport and you know exactly what's going on with that family over there. I I make up stuff. Oh my gosh, we I make up too. stories. Are you guys creative? I am so so good at that, and I'm sure that it's true. I do it with the Lord. I did it with my husband, Steve. He loved it. He loves it when I do that. Oh, you know, I know what you're thinking. Oh, and I, I know it. I know you're just not telling me. He really enjoys it when I do that. Anyhow, this is one of the reasons why I had to take this little journey, because that was a little issue for us. I, hashtag Diane's truth. Aha, ha, ha. But, uh, but I would do the same thing about God, and I didn't even realize that I don't think. And I mean... I was raised in the in a Christian home. I was raised with the word and but did I believe it? And uh, ladies, if you struggle with this, I I can just feel for you because I was there. And whenever I read a book, I try to say I want to put that into my life. You know, if uh if I if I read something that's challenging, my hope is that I'm going to be able to do something in it. And I was reading a book, A Loving God with All Your Mind, um, and I can't even think of the author off the top of my head. And it was in Philippians, and they went to Philippians 4.8, finally brothers and sisters, whatever's true. And it stopped right there. And then, and then the verse goes on, it says, think about such things. And I read that chapter, and it was chapter 4, and I had to put the book away because I thought, I can't do that. I don't do this. I was so convicted of letting my mind go and not going back to truth. And uh, it, was a, it was a really neat journey that God took me on. And I'm telling you, it changed my thought lives. Talk about taking thoughts captive. Are we even aware of our thoughts that we have? Because you really can't take thoughts captive if you aren't aware of them. And some... And, God talks about our thoughts so often throughout the word. And God took me on this journey. And um, I constantly, I mean, people at work, whatever's true, whatever's true, whatever's true. I mean, I have to say it out loud. Whatever's true, whatever's true. Okay, what's true about this situation? Mm-hmm. And I have to just say it out loud to myself. Guys, I, I challenge you to take those thoughts captive and to say that out loud often. What's true about this situation? When you're in a tough situation, what's true, okay? If you're thinking about what's true about God, okay, then you just start repeating what's true about God. Not what I feel, but what's true. And you just start repeating it. And you, okay, then I'm going to choose to believe that. I'm going to take my thoughts captive and I'm going to choose to believe that. What's true about the situation? And I start talking about telling myself what's true about this situation. Only truth. And some of it might be ugly truth. You know, it might be ugly about my attitude, you know, but I, I call truth, truth. And I'm telling you this verse, and I'm not even, God didn't even have to use the whole verse. Isn't that kind? He just used that little bit. Whatever's true, whatever's true, whatever's true, whatever's true. And then, you know, he says to think on 
these things, but then he gives a promise. He says, and the God of peace will be with you. Do I believe that? Whatever's true, whatever's true, whatever's true. So it says, when I think about such things, the God of peace will be with you. I'm telling you, that little bit, it will change you. You know, this whole, this, oh my gosh, if that little bit changes you, can you, you know, the whole word, my goodness. But it, it, Steve really liked that God took me on that journey. <laughs> but I really like it because I, I don't near as much. That doesn't mean the thoughts don't come in. But where it takes me is different uh, when the thoughts come in. So my challenge. That's a great word. I love that. I love that you said say it out loud. Because I think there's so many times we think things in our head. And when you name it and you have to say it out loud and you hear yourself saying something that you know is a lie. Like if you're thinking like, my gosh, I am so ugly and fat. No one could love me. Like, if you think that, say that out loud. How stupid do you sound? Like, right? Like, you sound petty and small and shallow. So, okay, you know what? I'm going to choose to believe that God has made me this way for a reason. And I have the color eyes I have. And he knows the hairs on my head. And he's placed us in families for a purpose, for a reason. Yes. But would I like a bit smaller nose? Absolutely. But, like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I can smell. So we're good. It holds my sunglasses up. Yeah, exactly. It's got a purpose. You guys are just going down the wrong path right now. I'm being honest, though, right? You know, yeah. But it's, yeah. That's what we do. We think these ugly thoughts that are not true. And maybe it's about somebody else. We'll compare ourselves to somebody else and be like, she has just got this all together and I should not be here right now. Like, there's so many lies we can listen to. And what does I mean, God what say about our, you? What if our thoughts were like rotating on your head? Oh. Oh. How frightening would that be? Seriously. For some of us. <laughs> Me, mainly. <laughs> I'm with you, sister. I'm going to cover just in case. They are. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But I think that's just one of the ways God pursues us is that he knows what are the vulnerabilities in our life. And he's going to, he loves us too much to leave us there. And how kind it wasn't it wasn't like I pursued learning truth. It wasn't that I realized, oh goodness, I better change this. It was God pursuing me, and that's one of the ways He pursues me i I just think too, there's so much power in asking him to show you um like we all know this, right? But it's like, we need to live it now. Like you can get all the knowledge you want, but it's like, there needs to be action, but behind the things that we know about him and that we believe about him. I think sometimes for me, that just has to be, it speaks volumes more than like, oh, all this stuff I know. It's like, no, like how am I living this out? Mm -hmm. So like asking him to show you, like, please tell me, like make me feel just, awful when I'm saying lies about myself or about other people like make it like and I even pray this about my own kids and they're like thanks mom <laughs> but if I'm like speaking a lie or they are speaking a lie like let it taste like gravel in their mouth <laughs> you know like just make me uncomfortable and he will like he will show you you just need to ask him like and believe that he's gonna do that you know like it, it, like through this journey of hard and and good phases like he's um so willing to listen to us we just need to to remember that Mm -hmm. no that's great so yes he is pursuing us but you're right it's an it's a verb right that's an action we're called to pursue him back like when abraham when 
God, you know, counted to him as righteous, you know, and he had to be faithful. He had to take that first step. Joshua, he had to set his foot and take the land. When God gave them a promise, there was an action on their part. So yes, God loves us and he's pursuing us no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, no matter how you think far you are that you're like, there's no way I can come back from this. He's there. That's truth. That's true. And he will meet you right where you are. And then you need to get up and you need to set your foot and you need to ask God to show you like what, okay, if, if God is love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control, and I'm going to walk in that lifestyle that should be flowing out of me. So that means there's an action on my part. I need to be working out my faith and actually growing in it. So that means doing things. And maybe you don't know where to start. That's okay. We've all been there. There's been days we don't know where to start. I text my friends and I'm like, I am not feeling it today. I'm really struggling. Can you be praying? And a lot of times they'll come back with truth for me. They'll they'll type out, you know, a verse or whatever and be like, I'm praying this over you right now. And thank you. I need that. Like we need to have those people in our lives that we can do that with. So as God pursues us, we need to set our foot and walk in the ways that he has for us. It's not always easy. I think I did it for a long time as a good girl. I, I, I tried to walk up my faith with the facade of a Christian good girl. And it was so ugly, guys. Like, I wasn't fooling anyone. I might have fooled some, but I was not fooling God. And, you know, there is this whole thing of, like, Lindsay, if you really want to surrender and you really want to do the things that I have for you, we need to cut away some of this ugliness in your heart. And it was not pretty. But I have got to say, like, I have never had such freedom than I have now knowing that he has the promises are true and I can set my foot and he will meet me there because his promises are true. Well, I've been reading this book. It's called The Pursuit of God, and it's just very fitting. Um, and I saw that there was a, a quote. From oh, I love my tozer. Um, but I just wanted to read this because I think it's really important for especially me to understand that um, just especially as women, we have a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions. And coming from someone who this week, um, if I'm just being completely honest, uh, has been a little bit of a wreck um, and... Um, just really struggling with a lot of just spiritual warfare and um, just going back to the truth that, you know, you're just feeling this. This isn't true. Like, these are lies. Um, And uh, I just wanted to encourage you guys with this. Um, It says, we pursue God because and only because he has first put an urge within us that spurs us to the pursuit. No one can come to me, said our Lord, unless the Father who has sent me draws him. That's in John 6. And it is by this very prevalent drawing that God takes from us every vestige of credit for the act of coming. The impulse to pursue God originates with God, but the outworking of that impulse is our following hard after him. And all the time we are pursuing him, we are already in his hand. Thy right hand has upheld me. And I think it's just a really good comfort to know that it's not on me completely. Um, That even when I'm pushing him away and even when I don't necessarily see him in the everyday life, um, he is still very much so pursuing after my heart. Um, And yes, it's our responsibility to pursue him, but I think we have to understand that that might look very different. So for me right now, that is choosing to pursue him even though I don't necessarily feel like it. Um, And for me right now, it doesn't mean that I'm on fire for the Lord and, and have the spiritual high or anything like that. But I think the Lord blesses you even more when 
all of your feelings say to not read the word and just lay in bed and not be with people who encourage you. And yet you decide to take that act where you text someone and be like, hey, I'm really struggling. Can you pray for me? Because that's hard. That is hard to do sometimes to just admit. And I'm a very prideful person and coming from someone who lived a life of pretty much secrecy for the majority of my life for me to sit down and text people and be like, hey, please pray for me. Um, It's difficult, but for me, that's what it looks like to pursue the Lord is to just lay it out there and be like, God, this is frustrating and this is hard and I don't feel it, but I know it's true. So please help me um, to understand it. And, and he shows up last night. I was on my way home um, from Valpo going towards Howard and this might freak some people out, but for me, it was just evidence of who God is and his um, work in my life is the, the lightning was just awesome. And I saw the biggest bolts of lightning from one side of the sky all the way across, just like veining all the way across to the other side of the sky. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Because to me, that was just, that was so awesome. And just a reminder of how big our God is in comparison to where we're at and how much he loves us and how much he really is pursuing us despite what we might feel or despite what our circumstances are. And we just have to hold on to that truth, even though sometimes every part of our being wants to reject it. You know, I just, uh, this morning, I get a email Ann Graham Lotz, I talked about her earlier. Obviously, love her teaching, but I'm on her. Are you email. getting royalties? No, okay, I'm not a group. <laughs> just wanted to make it sure. It just got to keep bringing these up. Can you? T- uh, but in the, you know, she sends out email devotionals. You know, another good way if, if you read your email, another good way to bite that little bit of scripture, right? Just a little appetizer. And she was talking about uh, she had gone on a journey of God had asked her to get up every morning and spend time with her. That was something she felt God had asked. And through it all, she realized, uh, she's learned that there's no one who knows her more. We've talked about all those deep, deep secrets and deep thoughts that we're having or thoughts that we hate to share with other people. There's nobody that knows us more. We don't even have to tell our thoughts. He knows them even before we say them. And there's no one that wants to care for us more. Now, I am all about having my girlfriends around, and I am all about making sure I have got prayer support before something's happening. I'm all about saying, you know, life stinks today, or life is incredible today. But nobody knows, even before I say a word, and that's what she was talking about. Nobody knows what's going on inside of me and understands, not only do they know he knows, but he understands. And how many times, you just don't understand me. How many times we've said that, but God does. And uh, again, that's one of those truths to repeat to ourselves. So when we feel alone and I feel so lonely and I don't have anybody, and I, again, I'm all about having girlfriends and uh, that I can talk with, but God is the one who can heal those feelings too. And speak truth into him. So it's just the deepest, darkest. He's he's it. I was just speaking this to Lynn the other day, and that's when she's like, "Okay, you're gonna come and say these things." But um, you're welcome. Yeah, I know. Um, it's it's just humbling um, to just. I, I feel through this the last couple of months is like I. 
like you're saying, like he is, he is there and you just need to pursue him because he's pursuing you and get in his word. And, um, but he will like, for me, I feel like he's just ripped all those things right from me. Like, um, like trying to get like running to my husband, like, tell me, tell me that I'm worth this right now because I don't, like, I feel like a wounded little girl and I just need everybody but God to tell me that this is what I am. And so it's like, literally like rip the rug out, you're down. And like, I have to just like humbly come before him, like, forgive me. Um, here I am broken, ugly. Like I, I just need you. That's, and that's, um, it's an awful place to be, but it's awfully good too. That's like the ugly, beautiful, right? Brutiful. The brutiful. <laughs> I know. Well, and we've all had times where we, we felt that to different degrees, no matter what the struggle is that we all face because we live in a broken world. Like it doesn't say because we love God and we're going to choose to live for him that life will be easy. He does not promise that. You know, he does not, does not, it's not even biblical, you know, like it's not um, a bed of roses. And that's just like a great reminder though of, okay, even still, even now, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to choose truth. I'm going to choose love and it always wins. And that's the great thing is we know the end of the story, guys. We know that he wins. He's won. He's already won the victory. So that's the great hope that we have that we can struggle here jesus was fully human you know he knows our struggles and sometimes i'm like i don't think he struggled with body image you wore a robe and you know what's funny (laughs) do you know what's funny is that we had this actually my my son and his friend had this conversation about jesus um that sorry you're gonna get a little story here i picked up my son from school and kelly does the same thing as we ask our kids when they get in the car did anybody pick their nose and eat it And we ask that question because it gets them talking, right? Like it just starts them talking and then you get to hear other things. But you'd be shocked how many kids pick their nose and eat it. For one, you kids should always wash their hands when they come home from school. Or in the car. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, so we picked him up from school and, you know, my little Jude, he's like, I don't know why people think it's such a big, big deal to pick your nose. Like... It's not a big deal to pick your nose. Everyone has done it. So, and if you haven't, you're lying. And so he was just like, everyone's picked their nose. Big deal. And his little friend was like, well, I don't think Jesus did. And then he was like, yeah, he totally did. He totally did. Picking your nose isn't a sin. Picking your nose isn't a sin, so he totally picked his nose. And then I'm like, you know, he, those ro- you know, the roads probably were dusty, and he was walking a lot. So, and then he's like, but eating it—that's a sin. Putting something unholy in your mouth. So Jesus never picked his nose and ate it, but he probably picked his nose. So we do really holy things, you know, after school. So that will be one of his first. Cro- questions to jesus i know did you pick your nose jesus so this is that's what i'm learning being a boy mom it is totally different than what i was i have never even thought of those things so but all that aside so what does it look like for you right now are you pursuing god and i know that just like sit with that for a second and we all know there's something that's holding us back from Maybe pursuing him as much as we could. Maybe you're like, Lindsay, I am rocking it. 
I, me and Jesus are like this, you know, that's awesome. That's really fantastic. And I'm not knocking that, but maybe you're like, I know I'm a giant screw up and I've got these hangups and hindrances and I'm busy. You have no idea. I have so much going on. I don't have time for another thing. And I, I can't get plugged in. I can't have community. You make all the excuses. I've been there too. But um, maybe it's time to like surrender our stubbornness. Maybe it's time to surrender our pride. Maybe it's time to just ask God to reveal the places in us that he wants to cut away. And it might hurt. It might hurt. It might hurt a lot for some of us. And maybe it's not going to be, for some of us, maybe it's not the end of the world to have to confess something to somebody that we need to confess Maybe we need to forgive somebody or maybe we need to love people better. What are you doing to serve and to spread your light? Lord Jesus, we ask you right now to continue to complete the work that you've started in us. Help us with that gentle stirring in our hearts. Help us to reach out to you, God. Help us to lean into your relentless pursuing love that you'll meet us right where we are. I thank you for every woman that's here tonight. As we start moving into worship, God, I just pray that you would humble our hearts, that we would open up our hearts and our hands, God, that we would just receive all that you have for us, that we would be able to just lay down our pride, lay down our hurts. I pray that we would be able to be women that will leave here tonight better than we came because we took an extra step and spent some extra time with you. I just, I thank you, God, that you have met me right where I am. I thank you for the way you've showed your, your love to me when I didn't feel it, God. And I just pray that you would do the same for every woman here. In Jesus' name, amen.
You are. 